Hey guys, I'm Megan. And I'm Sierra. Welcome back to According To. In this week's episode, we are going to be talking about our favorite things. Which, which I'm so excited I'm about. I'm excited to talk about. Who doesn't like talking about things that they enjoy? I feel like this will be the perfect podcast for anyone who's looking for some new recommendations because we're going to be talking about some of our favorite podcasts, YouTubers, TV shows, movies, going through why we explain, or explaining why <laughs> we like them, and also kind of giving you uh, a little rundown on what each thing is about so you guys have an idea of if you might like it or not. I think that we have a pretty wide range of topics that we enjoy like listening to mm-hmm. or watching so hopefully you There's guys can find something that you'll also enjoy. Also Sierra and I did not con- did not consult each other before we made these lists. I think that we're definitely going to have some overlaps but hopefully probably a lot of overlap but hopefully at the same time Sierra will bring something up and I'll probably have forgotten about it, and I'll be like, yeah, I like that too, or maybe I definitely, we have stuff we don't like that. I don't know. I, I was going to say, I don't think that there's anything that one of us watches or listens to that the other one hasn't, like, also watched or listened mm-hmm. to. Like, at the very least, I think that, you know, maybe I'll watch something more, or you'll watch something more, but, like, the other one will still watch it yeah. sometimes. I agree, but I guess we'll find out. Mm-hmm. Um, before we get started, we are going to do our weekly spotlights. So you guys know the drill. Think of your weekly spotlight. <laughs> what are you grateful for that happened, even if it's big or small? I guess if it's a big <laughs> thing, then that's even better. Um, my weekly spotlight was that yesterday we made a Facebook page that was for... mine. I was thinking it would be yours because not much has been happening um, in our life recently. But we just made a Facebook page for TC2, which is our YouTube channel that's about cheer, gymnastics, fitness. I'm guessing you guys might know about it, but if you don't, then check it out. And so we just made a Facebook page for it, mostly because we had one, just because Instagram bought out Facebook. And then therefore, if you want a business account on Instagram, you had to have a Facebook tied to it. So I already had one made, but it wasn't like fancy. It just said the gymnastics 2 and like no profile picture, nothing on it. But we decided that we wanted to try going into Facebook and having an audience there. One, because Facebook groups are, like, a new thing. Like, they're mm-hmm. not new. They're actually very old. But if you guys watch the Super Bowl, Super, Whoa. Super Bowl, <laughs> Super Bowl, Super Bowl, they just made a commercial for Facebook groups. Yeah. And so I, like I actually really like that commercial. And I think it's just interesting how they've been around for so long, but people are just now kind of coming and finding new purposes for Facebook groups. I'm in a couple different ones. They're very handy, like, for whatever thing you might need to be in a Facebook group for. But we wanted to have that kind of community for our subscribers because I feel like it truly is, like, the best place to have that kind of community Mm because most people have Facebooks. It's a very convenient app that people already have. And then, like, you know, they have community tabs on YouTube, but it's just not the same. It's really not efficient And there's comments on YouTube, but it still isn't that same sense of community. And Instagram, like, still isn't the same thing. So I just thought, we all thought it'd be super cool that in addition to making that Facebook page, you could have a group tied directly to that page, which I wasn't sure about, but you can. And I was like, great, that's a smart idea. So when I found out that that was a thing, then I was like, okay, perfect name for the group, TCT Crew. That's what we call our subscribers. And I just made a little banner for it quickly. And Mm -hmm. it's pretty cute, I think. You know, not to say it won't change, but I think it does the job right now. And if you wanted to join because you watch that channel or I really wouldn't recommend joining if you aren't interested in cheer or gymnastics. You're going to probably get annoyed with the posts. Just saying, if you like this content, thank you. But that's not to say, like, you are going to, like, love the Facebook group. But if you are a fan of both, it's a private group. You have to answer a rather simple question if you watch our videos. Like, you'll be able to answer the question just fine. And then agree to the rules, which are also rather simple rules. 
So that's what we've been doing. I think that it was just like such a fun thing to set it up and like now today people have started posting things so they ask for you know advice for a skill or they'll just like post a video saying hey look at this new skill that I got. Yeah. I just think it's so cute. And also like on the Facebook page you can do Q&A's and stuff that we might do like exclusive content like for our Facebook group just to I don't know like our Instagram for TC2 is kind of dead just because we don't have like pictures of all of us to post and then we each have our own accounts you know so it's just kind of different where I feel like for Facebook we can have like anything extra that we do want to post that would be a good spot for it and then also if we want to do uh, live streams videos on there, stuff on there or we also have like started uploading some videos which we might continue to do just again for people to have more access to the videos and also just because facebook sharing for videos like is just another way for people to see our videos yeah and find our videos and maybe we can find some new subscribers and stuff if they like us we hope (laughs) so that's kind of the basis of the facebook group um i have thought about potentially starting a facebook group for this podcast probably not like right now because we just started this one and like we're trying to you know see how it works but eventually in the future if you guys would be interested in one let us know and we could potentially do that. Let's do a quick shout out for merch for this podcast. Oh, too. yeah. <laughs> Might as well. Um, if you guys want to support the podcast, we have different sweatshirt designs and t-shirt designs. So if you wanted to check those out, you can either hit the, there's a couple different ways you can get there. We have a support the show button somewhere, I think, that you can hit that should take you to our merch website. We also list the link in the episode details, and it's also linked in our Instagram bio. So if you wanted to go check that stuff out. We do try to make them as affordable as possible, so we would greatly appreciate it as the podcast is currently ad-free, and Mm -hmm. so that's how you can support the show if you like it. All right, well, without further ado, I think it's time to go ahead and get into our lists. Do you want to start with YouTubers? I think let's do podcasts first, because I feel like YouTube will probably be like the meat of this episode. Really? I think I could talk about TV shows all day long. I mean, I wrote a lot of TV shows down. Okay, we'll start with podcasts. So, I have uh, four written down. I have three. So, first one that you probably, I mean, I'm sure we have, like, the same ones, pretty much. Um, I have My Favorite Murder. That is, by far, the most listened to podcast for me. Yeah. Honestly, the amount of listeners that they have in general, like, just blows my mind. Because on Instagram, they literally have 800,000 followers, if that doesn't say enough about how big podcasts can get. But... I go in, like, spurts, I feel like, of listening to podcasts versus not listening to podcasts, and I've been back on a spurt for a while, and they just tend to be the podcast I listen to because I like true crime stuff, and I think that, I don't know, sometimes, like, when you listen to a podcast like this where people are just talking, don't act out of the podcast. This one's very enjoyable, but you just kind of, like, sometimes are, like, not in the mood to, like, listen to people talking, if that makes sense, and so the fact that they have, like, actual stories that they're telling, it keeps your attention a little bit easier. Mm -hmm. Um, that is, like, again, by far my most listened to podcast. They release, um, full-length episodes, so that's, like, usually an hour and a half, where each of them will present a true, a true crime story, and they also have these mini-sodes, which are some of my favorites. I think it's, like, the perfect length for like a shower yeah i have a shower speaker and like i'll listen to it it like is such a good thing to do get a shower speaker if you haven't because that's a game changer also so when we work out sierra has i don't know if she said this on the podcast before but sierra's the one that pays for spotify technically i get dibs (laughs) and so when we work out obviously you can only have one person on spotify at a time and if we're working out at the same time sierra gets dibs you know what we could try is like the sharing headphones thing that you can do with airpods yeah. You can share audio. I just don't know if you'd like want to listen to what I'm listening yeah. to. 
So. so sometimes what I do is I'm like, okay, I could go to Amazon Music. Sometimes I do that, but I don't love Amazon Music because I don't have, like, the premium version. So, like, I just have to go to a station and, like, hope the songs are okay. But usually I will go to listen to, like, a podcast, and I really like listening to My Favorite Murder. Surprisingly, it's fun to listen to it while you're working out, too. And so usually the full-length ones are just over an hour usually, so I'll put it on, like, 1.5 speed or something and so I can still finish most of it. And honestly, sometimes I'll just skip the first part of the episode where they're like talking to themselves yeah. um and get to the stories and so that's something i will yeah. say if you are new to listening to, the, to their podcast they do like this segment in the beginning where they talk for a while so if you just want to skip past that or what's weird is you can do that the first time i listened to their podcast i did not like it at all like i was <laughs> Haley was the one Haley, our older sister if you don't know uh she listened to it first and was the one that recommended it to us and i was like that sounds interesting i think i'd like that and so the first time i listened to it i was on a plane and the first part of the episode, they're just talking to themselves, like, about stuff that does not relate to the crime at all. And I don't know why. They just, like, really annoyed me at first. And I was like, they should just be talking about the stories. Like, I don't care about their personal lives, blah, blah, But then blah. did you go and listen to uh, Crime Junkie? Have you listened to that? Mm-mm. That is, like, because I thought I would like that, too. When I first started listening, I was like, I think I just want a podcast that you just, like, listen to the facts of the case. And that's what Crime Junkie is. And I did not like it. After going from my third murder, to I was like, I can't do this. Like, she's not providing any commentary, which I think is, like, what makes their podcast yeah. so funny. So, it kind of depends. There's definitely going to be, like, if you like true true crime, there's a lot of podcast options. But what I like about My Favorite Murder is their side comments and how they just kind of, like, have their own commentary and talk to each other. And it's more casual for sure. So, that's what I would say about My Favorite Murder. And you guys should check it out. I'll say that was one of mine that I had listed, too. I have two others. Next one, these two I definitely don't listen to on the we regular. Have the same ones. I have Pretty Basic. And then Gals on the Go? No. Oh, I have okay. TK's Juicy Pod. See, I never listen to TK's Juicy Pod. <laughs> I, again, I'm saying these, like, I do not listen to them very frequently, but sometimes if I'm bored and just wanting something extra to do. Like, if a title catches my eye, then I'll be like, oh, yeah, I'll watch that or listen. So, Pretty Basic is Alicia Marie and Remy Ashton. Remy Cruz. Remy Cruz. <laughs> I just. <laughs> Alicia McDonald. (laughs) Um, And I used to listen to this actually way more. I have not listened to it recently, mostly because I think, again, it's one of those podcasts where if you're talking, I'm saying that, I'm like, that's what my podcast is. But I think you guys understand, like, even if you make a podcast, you, you still have to be in the mood to listen to certain types of content. And I listen to true crime podcasts, but I would never make my own true crime podcast. So, uh, I just think that Again, this is, like, something I used to used to listen to all the time when I would work out because Sierra would be on Spotify, and so I'd be, like, uh, listening to Pretty Basic because that was, like, in a period where I didn't feel like listening to My Favorite Murder. And so it's just Remy and Alicia have, like, a really good... They just bounce off of each other really well, which is why I think I always am going to prefer people that have, like, like a two-person podcast. I applaud people that do podcasts on their own, but I feel like you need that person to bounce stuff off of. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. I just feel like, how do you talk the whole time? I I would not be able to do a podcast by myself, that's for sure. Um, I definitely agree with you. I mean this in, like, the nicest, like, way possible, but it's just, like, that podcast is, like, another one of those, like, basic, like, two girls chit-chatting about life, whatever is going on on the podcast. But, like, that's essentially what it is, and, like, I like those podcasts because it's relatable for me because And honestly, I think that... You do say, like, it's a basic podcast where people are just talking about life, but at the same time, like, it's entertaining. It's surprisingly entertaining, and you just kind of are allowed to, like, mindlessly listen and maybe, like, laugh at something because, I don't know, I feel like when they're just, like, talking back and forth, they might say something funny or 
I don't know. You just get to it's see the friendship. It's kind of hard to describe, but. Yeah. But if you listen. If you listen to our podcast, you probably know what we're talking about. Yeah. So. Uh, the last one that I had, I wrote this one as very occasionally, is Ear Biscuits. Because, again, I'm a big fan of Rhett and Link's content. And I used to listen to it, I think, more frequently. But, like, My Favorite Murder is pretty much, like, the bulk of the podcast that I listen to. And, like, every once in a while, I'll just, like, click on an episode that I think is, that I think is interesting. It's actually mostly when I'm on YouTube. Because they also post their podcasts on YouTube. And I'll see it on the side and click on it. And there's like, usually, like, an hour. And, like, I'll watch the whole thing and be like, wow, that was a whole podcast episode. But they are usually always entertaining. It's just not something that I always listen to or watch yeah i haven't listened to ear biscuits in a while um the last one that i had listed is tk's juicy pod and i like this podcast because i think that as far as podcasts go it's a really unique concept that no one else does otherwise they'd be like obviously copying someone else so tk she's friends she's alicia's assistant and like friends with alicia remy and so that's how i feel like i learned about her her name's taylor king and she doesn't post like, she goes in spurts of posting her podcast, but essentially she posts Instagram polls when she has, like, she usually has guests on, just whoever. It could literally be anyone. Like, they're not all famous people. Some of them are just, like, friends she knows, whatever. And they will post Instagram polls, usually about, like, a specific category, and then they talk about the results in the polls. And I just like the idea, and I think it's very unique, and I think the idea of, like, knowing what other people answered and then kind of seeing where, like, the majority of people stand and then also getting to hear, obviously, the people in the podcast, what their opinion on the poll results are, what their opinion is themselves. I think it's interesting. But, again, I have to, like, see a title that I think is interesting in order for me to watch. So that would be our podcast recommendations and, obviously, our podcast as well. Yeah. But I don't go and listen to my own podcast because I recorded it. Mm-hmm. We used to uh, have one of us listen to it, like, all the way through when it was done to make sure there were no mess-ups, but that quickly stopped happening. <laughs> well, also, we used to make so many more mistakes, and the editing that was required was, like, a lot more, and now we just kind of edit as we record and have to take fewer stops and breaks. So that way we know there's no mess-ups mm-hmm. because we just keep going. That's one thing that I did not expect when we started podcasting was how difficult it was going to be to like keep going in the beginning because I was like my throat's so dry like what's going on. Yeah. Like it was kind of astonishing. I was honestly like am I going to not be able to like podcast because I can't keep talking for an hour which was odd because I did not think that was going to be an issue. Um do you want to do I guess now we kind of have to figure out do we want to do tv or do you want to do movies? Sure that's gonna be a quick one. Movies is kind of I, it's crazy because me and Sierra are such movie people. Like, I love going to the movies. I'll go see a movie, like, so frequently. I don't, like, I know a lot of people complain about how movies are overpriced, concessions are overpriced. I'll pay that in two like, seconds. <laughs> experiences. Or, like, I don't ask for much. I don't do much. But I love going to the movies. I just, like, popcorn and a Coke and a good movie. Like, I just couldn't ask for anything better. And a lot of people, like, to get themselves to go to the movies, they have to really be interested in in that movie to like go actually to the movie to see it i'll go see a movie that sounds like okay if there's nothing else to watch you know what i mean like i'm willing to try out a movie i mean if there's something like if there's literally nothing going then i'm gonna be like okay i'm not gonna go to the movie but there's usually at least one decent option if i do want to go like see i think a, a lot of people they'll just like say oh like let's go see this movie megan and i will be like what movies are out yeah. right now that and we can go we- see we just did that actually last week. Mm-hmm. I did have that written down. Again, this is weird because I don't have like an all-time favorite movie. I just enjoy a lot of movies, so it's hard for me to yeah. think 
of like, these are my top movies. I have two movies that I could say. It's, again, I don't feel like I would say like they're my favorite movie, but I feel like they're movies that I could like always watch again, which maybe that's what you would call your favorite movie. But there's also going to be some movies that I really liked where you don't feel the need to watch them again, if that makes sense. Yeah. In which case, it's kind of like, I liked it, but not like I don't want to keep watching it. Ten so, times over. Take these with a grain of salt. If we are recommending, I literally them, only have three written down. That means they're good. I have four, but one was knives out. I love <laughs> movies, so I'm kind of like, I know that I should have more listed, but I just have a hard time thinking of movies. Okay, I'll just talk about Knives Out since that is a new one. It just came out, so it's essentially a whodunit movie, which I think is honestly kind of fun because I feel like there's not a lot of like whodunit style movies. If you don't know what a whodunit is, it's essentially where you're trying to figure out, like, who did a crime, and the audience can kind of play along with it. Whereas I feel like a lot of crime movies aren't set up that way anymore. Like, you don't get all the clues to kind of figure mm-hmm. it out. And I went into this, I was like, I'm going to figure out who did it. I was wrong. I didn't figure it out. But I was also wrong. I feel like I almost, with how the movie is set up, which I don't want to explain too much, but I was, like, kind of disappointed in the beginning-ish because I thought they gave too much away, and yeah. then it kind of ruins the sense of, like, being able to feel like you solved it. And so it was confusing. It was confusing, and I was kind of like, but I thought I'd be able to, like, try and play along with the movie a yeah, little bit Yeah, that's what I thought was, too. And then I was like, well, we're only, like, 15 minutes into the movie or something. What am I supposed to do for the next hour and a half? Yeah, but that's kind of the fun about, like, the big reveal at the end is that you're like, oh, my God, like, I had no, like, there was just so much more than you could have imagined, like, I guess if that makes sense. I'm trying not to give anything away. But you probably have seen trailers for it because it is a new movie, and if you want to see pretty it. pretty popular. I should. think a lot of people have seen it, but I definitely liked it, um, even if I was kind of conflicted on how I felt about it in the Just go it. into it knowing that it's a true whodunit, and you'll be fine. Okay? Mm-hmm. All right. One of my all-time favorite movies ever is Nonstop. I wrote that down. Who's the main guy? Liam Neeson. Yeah. So, and he's, like, a really popular actor. He's in the Taken series. I don't actually watch the Taken series, but that's what he's most known for, I'm pretty sure. Um, so it's also in a way a whodunit, but it's not so much focused on like it being like a mystery, but you are trying you to figure it, figure it out. You also couldn't figure it out. I didn't figure it out. Exactly. And like once you watch it, because this is a movie that I actually can watch like over and over. But you truly especially when I first need watch to it. enjoy it the first time. And you have to mm-hmm. actually watch it. Because yes. if you screw anything up and you weren't paying attention, then you're, you're screwed ruining the second time you watch it. Your first experience. Because the first experience is the absolute best. And then. If you want to watch it again, you have to almost, like, watch it because you're encouraging someone else to watch it. And then you have to make sure they're watching and paying attention to everything because you just want them to, like, see if they're figuring out anything. And it's going to be funny because once you find out who does it, the next time you watch it, you're just, like, so obvious. Like, how could I not have seen that? But it's probably even more so than Knives Out. Like, I truly did not see it coming. And so... I didn't even talk about what it's about. Yeah, we, I was going to say um, It's about a plane hijacking, and so you're trying to figure out who's yeah. hijacking the Liam plane. Liam Neeson is, what are they called? He was like, it was um, an international flight. And yeah, he what was are they called? the guy on board that has a gun. Marshal, the air marshal. Yeah, he's the air marshal, and I don't know Basically, where they Basically, frame, like whoever's behind it is framing him um, to make it, to look, make like, it look like he's hijacking yeah. the plane, and he's trying to figure out who it actually is, and everyone else is thinking, like, it's literally him. What is he doing? Um, it's really good. And then it's, like, every hour or so, a person on the plane gets killed, and so it's, like, how do these people keep dying? You know, it's very good It's, movie. like, it constantly keeps you on your toes, and, like, with each time limit, you're, like, how is this going to happen? Or, like, the time's counting down, and you're kind of, like, there's no way someone else is going to die because how on earth is that going to happen? But, like... Things find a way. It's just crazy. All right. So that was my 
Okay, next one I have is Baby Driver. I don't know why. I just, like, love that movie a lot. Oh, my God. I just remembered another one that I really liked. It might be another one that I wrote down. Nerve? Yeah. (laughs) That was another movie where it's, like, I have a few movies that I feel like I can say I left the movie theater and just genuinely felt like that was one of the best movies I've ever seen. And it's kind of weird to say that about a movie like Nerve, I feel like, because it's not that deep or anything. But it was just so well put together and... The idea of it being a game that, like, you have control, like, just such a unique plot. I was, like, blown away by it. And, again, this came out years ago, so I was just like, wow, this is, like, the coolest movie I've ever seen. So we can uh, kind of break those down to give them a synopsis. So Baby Driver, it's a really popular movie, so if you haven't seen it, I'd be kind of surprised. But, um, so Angela Agora is the main character, and he's kind of, like, this getaway driver for, like, this group of criminals. And it's, his name is Baby. And he plays music in, like, this playlist when he drives away. I think that's one of the fun things about the movie is that it's really good songs and it, like, adds to the movie, you know? Like, Like how they use it within the movie. Um, And it's essentially about him, like, wanting to get out of the group, but he has, like, one more, you know, getaway that he used to drive. And, yeah, then he, like, falls in love and it's this whole issue. He gets tied into, like, the crime thing and has to try and find a way out. Um, It's a good movie. And then, so Nerve which I forgot about, obviously, but I'm just like, now that you brought it up, I'm like, I loved that movie so much. And I'm like, I need to watch it again. Um, it stars Dave Franco. Yeah, yes. it's Dave Franco and... Emma Roberts. Emma Roberts. I was like, I was going to say Emma Watson, Emma Stone. I have no <laughs> idea. I don't know why I can never figure out their last names. Um, and basically, it's a movie. I feel like you guys have probably seen it, but if you haven't, I would highly recommend. Um, it's essentially like there's... These people that have made a new app where you can join as a player or a watcher. If you are a player, then you are assigned tasks that you can either accept or decline that are, like, super outrageous, crazy stuff. But you get paid money if you actually do it. And you have to, like, live stream on the app to show you're doing it. And then watchers will pay to watch. And then it kind of just, like, spirals out of control into, like, like, being super real-life, like, real-consequence situations that it's, like, almost impossible to get out of. Like, you feel like you have to keep doing the stuff. And I think there, like, it's a specific there thing is a reason in the movie. There is a reason why she has to keep going or why he has to keep going. I can't particularly yeah, remember, so maybe, maybe I should watch. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. But I don't remember either. There is a reason. So, that's all for the movies that I had. All right, I have two more. You know what is weird, though? Another movie-related thing. I keep feeling like I need to watch The Outsiders, but I have, like, no way of doing that. Yeah. But I just, like, it's in the back of my mind. I'm like, I I've watched watch it that. one time. And, and I don't remember, remember it that much. I don't remember much. I do remember liking it, I feel like. But again, I kind of feel like, I don't remember loving it. I feel like I almost just, like, have, like, the nostalgia or, like, sense of, like, wanting to watch, yeah. like, an 80s movie or something. I don't know, either. Uh, me and Sierra have both. I swear, individually, we, like, both wanted to, like, watch The Outsiders. And, like, that somehow came up a while ago. And then we were both, like, I wanted to watch that, too. Maybe I'm wrong. Okay, I have two more. One is actually a documentary that I saw on Netflix when I was trying to scroll through and think of movies that I've liked, and that's The Don Wall. It was just, like, a documentary oh, yeah. that I feel like was something I not weirdly enjoyed because, like, like it was good, watched. but it was, like, something I would have never watched, and it ended up being so good. If you have no interest in climbing or, like, climbers, because this is about free climbing and a guy trying—no, not free climbing. Not this one. There's two. We can recommend the other one as well. The other one was called Free Solo. Yes. <clears throat> Both are climbing movies, 
and it's about this guy and his friends. Well, because I was watching the Don Wall first, right? Yeah, and, and I came, came in, in midway through. And, like, you finished watching with me, and then you also just watched it independently so you could get the first half. But, mm-hmm. yeah. Is the Don Wall, that's the one with uh, the guy that has no thumb or something? I don't remember. There's two climbers. I think the second guy is Alex. Yeah, that's one of their names. And I don't remember the other guy's name. Sorry. Or maybe that's the guy on Free Solo. Oh, Free Solo is Alex. Yeah. So, the Don Wall is where, in Yosemite, there's, like, a part of one of the mountains called the Don Wall that's, like, super flat, super hard to climb, and I actually don't think it ever been climbed before. Again, they're using, like, like climbing equipment in this one, and so it's just, like, showing that process, and I know that climbing might not sound interesting, but it was a very good and well-put-together documentary, and then after we watched that, we were like, we have to find another climbing documentary yeah. to watch. <laughs> Which we actually watched, uh, I think Free Solo is by far the more famous one. Mm-hmm. So, you know. I kind of liked the Don Wall more, though. Same. So, even though, because Free, Lo- Free Solo sounds like it would be more interesting, he's literally climbing a mountain without any ropes. So, the difference between that is he's climbing the same mountain, <clears throat> but a different wall. So, it's technically an easier wall to climb. It's not like the Don Wall where it's just completely flat, but like climbing But one is with equipment and yeah. one is without so that's kind of the key difference there um but both are very good and i just thought it'd be like fun to include a little documentary recommendation in the movie section last one is also one of my obviously favorite movies and this is one where again i kind of just feel like at our mom's house for example we have a bunch of movies and like a projector and we'll try to do movie nights pretty often like especially in high school like we did a lot of movie nights like every night what movie do you want yeah like, we're just a movie family, I feel like. And so we have, like, so many different movies that we can choose from. But I always am just, like, whenever I see this movie or, like, glance by, I'm kind of like, hmm, we should watch this. So that's Patriot's Day. And it stars um, Mark Wahlberg, who I think he's a great actor anyways. And so I like most of his movies, I feel like. But it's about the Boston Marathon bombings. And so I just, again, it's kind of like, it's not a documentary, but it does have that sense of, like, it's a real event. They, it's the, I think it's so cool. During the bombing, they have, like, the f- movie scenes that they filmed and kind of, like, their recreation of that, but it also intertwines actual footage that they have of the bombings. I just think it's, like, a cinematic masterpiece, honestly. And, yeah, it's a great movie. I also really liked it. Um, if you're into that kind of, like, real-life event kind of thing. Like, based you know, off of a true event situation. Try that out. Then I would recommend it. And, yeah. All right, let's do YouTube, I think, because you seem really passionate about the TV shows that you picked. Okay. (laughs) So, YouTube. How many do you have? For TV shows? No. For YouTube. YouTube. A lot. (laughs) Okay, well, I'm not even going to count. Whatever. Okay, so, I watch a lot of YouTube in my days. I'm a big, like, YouTube, Netflix, like, I watch a lot of stuff. I consume the content. So, I kind of have mine broken down into categories, but we'll start with the non- categorized ones so first and foremost is good mythical morning watch that pretty much every day i think it's like why i like good mythical morning is because it's like built into my routine and Mm -hmm. it's like i don't have to spend time thinking about what i want to watch on youtube in the morning to entertain myself while i'm eating breakfast it's just like i go watch their show and it's usually gonna be something i enjoy you know Mm -hmm. it's like it's always like entertainment based and i'll be honest like Because if you say, like, oh, their content is, like, them doing, like, weird stuff, eating weird foods, like, you know, doing these challenges, like, it might be kind of of gimmicky. Yeah. But it's truly just, like, they're funny guys, and it's just a fun time. 
Like, I wouldn't think, like, to myself, oh, I really care uh, what food they're eating right now and if they like it or not. You know, that's not yeah. really why I watch the show. And I don't think that's why anyone particularly watches it, at least, like, the true fan base. I think they're just there to watch Experience. them. Yeah. So. I, w- yeah. I also have that written down. I, al- I actually almost forgot them. I have them written down last because I almost <laughs> forgot them. Oops. Um, I had Kendall Ray written down. I also have Kendall Ray written down. Except I feel like she hasn't uploaded in a while. It's been like two weeks. But I, I'm giving her a break because she just did that whole documentary thing. So I'm like, she probably just did that. And it's like, like you guys, me and Sierra could not stop watching her videos over winter break. That like, it almost feels so weird how little I've watched right. her videos. Because she hasn't been uploading. Which I guess during winter break, I just went back and binge watched a bunch of stuff. But I feel like I've been, I binge watched a lot of it. Yeah. I'm like, there's nothing new for me to watch. Not to say I couldn't find more. She uploads... She had a lot of videos, so. Um, obviously, by now, you probably figure out we like a lot of true crime stuff, so Kendall Ray is a true crime YouTuber, and I think there's such a fine balance to find a true crime YouTuber who is displaying facts and, like, displaying the case well, but not trying to, like, gain, like, have a financial gain at, like, mm-hmm. you know, someone else's expense. Or, like, clickbaity or anything yeah. like that. Uh, I guess, like, maybe one could argue she's, like, a little clickbaity and, like, thumbnails or titles but who isn't you know we're all on youtube just trying to get some clicks and stuff but she does a lot of like things where she tries to give back and does things where she fundraises with merch so that she can donate to organizations like thorn and try to help fight human trafficking which is what potentially a lot of missing persons cases could be related to so i think it's pretty clear that she's doing it for all the right reasons and even like there's people that have reached out to her that have personally dealt with missing persons cases and they ask her to cover them so that it can gain exposure and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so i think she does a really good job of like gathering information presenting it all very clearly and like she's never biased or anything she gives her own opinions of what she thinks may have happened but it's never like you know oh maybe like this thing happened like she's very much matter of fact or what what was interesting is she has a video where she did it about johnny gosh and Johnny Gosh went missing in West Des Moines, which is where we're from. And so it's, like, definitely a lot of people in Iowa and especially in Des Moines know about that case. And it happened in the 80s, I'm pretty sure. And even though I feel like I knew a lot about that case just because out of my own interest in looking stuff up like that or what I've heard, she was able to cover so much more with the research that she had done that I was like, I didn't even know. I know. We watched it with stuff that was going on. And I was like, that is crazy. Like, it really gives the whole case just layers upon layers. If you're not even from Iowa, it's a super interesting case. You should go watch a video that she did on it. All right. I'll give one of my recommendations. Um, again, I'll just do, like, kind of not categories, I guess. So, recently, I've been watching a lot of Brad Mondo. I have him written down, too. And I've watched him before, like, even before I, like, had my little spurt of watching him. But it's just, like, recently... I've really been, like, going to his channel, like, trying to look for his new videos. I think that his Hairdresser Reacts videos are, like, my personal favorite, and I know that, like, those are the most popular videos on his channel. So they're probably a lot of people's favorites, but I'll watch his other videos, too. I just really love, like, his personality and how he'll, like, try and, like, give information about hair. Even though, like, I don't care that much about hair, I think that his personality is just super fun to watch and, like, seeing him react Mm -hmm. to, I don't know, hair dyeing or... He just, I just watched a video last night of him reacting to, uh, like, natural hair and, like, it getting relaxed and stuff. And I just think it's interesting. It's also, like, the videos that he reacts to can be, like, really satisfying. Otherwise, they're, like, really not satisfying if it's, like, people doing, like, bad dye jobs or something. Uh, But he's just, like, such a nice person. He's Mm -hmm. so full of 
wife and at the beginning of his videos he's like hello beautiful like you look so great today and like, <laughs> obviously it's just like an intro but i'm like thank you yeah <laughs> means a lot um all right i have my categories next so unless you have any other i have two other people uh that i watch occasionally i feel like i could watch like i could say a lot of youtubers that i, I watch know, occasionally same. but i listed uh brooke michio and danielle carolyn as well as kind of just like youtubers within that category not to lump them all together, but I do tend to, like, bounce back and forth amongst their channels to watch videos that might be particularly interesting. Um, I think Danielle's videos are interesting if she does Week in Her Life videos, just because I think it's interesting to see what other college students do on a regular basis, as well as, like, I don't know, she does a lot of stuff, it seems like, so I just kind I of admire I'll that. Watch her. I admire it from afar, and I do know that I do a lot of stuff, too, but it's, like, it's not that I don't do the same stuff as she does, so it's interesting to watch that. Sometimes I'll watch her videos, and I'm like, do we have the same hours in a day? Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, I feel like I do a ton of stuff from, like, morning to night when I go to bed. And I'm like, yeah, you still the same day? Yeah. So, that's who I have. And then, yeah, I have some other I have categories next. Okay, so my first category is commentary. That's a big thing for me. So, my favorite... I have this, too. Sierra can just ramble them off. Um, our Cody Co. And Noel, I love, like, their That's Cringe thing. I think that's the best thing he posts. Um, Danny Gonzalez, Drew Gooden, Curtis Connor. Uh, they do a lot of reacting to either popular social media creators or movies recently. Some of them have been doing that, so. If you were to rank the commentators, not that it's worth comparing them, but I'm just curious. Two females for commentators. Yes, then but they're, like, kind of separate from Finish the listing them, maybe, or if you wanted to do. Um, Tiffany Ferg. She does, like, the internet analysis stuff. I love watching those. And then Casey Ayonzo. If you were to rank, if you wanted to rank all of them, you could. Who do you think, or how do you think you'd rank it? Do you have your ranking? Or you could think I'll of just one? do it amongst the ones I actually watch. I don't watch Tiffany Ferg that much or Casey Ayonzo. The other girl that you mentioned, so, like, they'd be last probably. Um, Most, I guess I would say Danny Gonzalez first. Then Cody Co because Cody Co does like other videos sometimes like his most recent one where it was like him cooking something yeah I was like I didn't really like that one I know I'm kind of I would put him probably last out of my group like I love his videos that he does with Noelle and like that's cringe but and I like when he's like sitting down too but he also has those like random one off videos where I'm like I don't care that much about yeah this um and then I'd say Curtis and then Drew I think I would put. I feel like I probably watch Curtis the most now, and then Danny, and then Drew, and Keep then Cody. This with a grain of salt, because I watch yeah. all of their videos, so. <laughs> Not to say, and then, like, Tiffany, I feel like it's just, like, her own thing, because. Yeah, she talks about different. more, like, not just stuff that she finds, but stuff that she's like, oh, this would be relevant to like, talk about. I feel like the guys tend to pick one topic and then really dive deep into that, and Tiffany picks a broad topic and has, like, 20 different examples of that, so. Did you just watch her video that she... I did. Did about, um, like, should you quit your 9 to 5 job? I I thought that was interesting. I actually don't know if I even finished it. Maybe I did. But, like, that's the kind of stuff she does. It's like, oh, YouTubers quitting their 9 to 5. Like, things that are relevant. uh, Yeah. Like, things that are relevant in, on the internet, I guess, but, like, that only, like, a certain subset of people, I feel like, would think is relevant. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Does that make sense? I think she said one time, she's like, I love diving deep into topics that are, like, so superficial. Like, I think that's such a good way of putting it because it's like, in the grand scheme of things, like, this doesn't matter. You know, her deep dives are not that important, 
But, like, everyone loves to get, like, a little deep into stuff that doesn't really matter, so. Mm -hmm. I just think it's fun. She also, like, did a video about Mr. Beast and, like, his spending habits for his videos and, like, is it really good if he's just, like, publicizing it, like, that kind of thing, the moral dilemma with that, so. Again, I think it's, like, two different types of commentary Mm -hmm. channels. And then Casey Alonso is, I think, more just, like, picking a topic and then going into that specifically, so. Um, then I also have production companies that I like to watch. Oh, I, I don't know if you that. It kind of came to me, and I was like, wow, I actually do watch a lot of those kinds of videos. My favorite is Jubilee, but there's also uh, Wired and Cut. I really don't watch Wired that much unless there's, like, a particularly viral video that they yeah. have going on. Um, but I really like watching Jubilee videos. Like, I can get sucked into watching the Jubilee videos. Uh, they have 10 versus 1 series or, like, blind dating series or I called it find the mole because I couldn't remember the actual series name but it's when they have like x many like people in a box versus one everything is like five versus one ten Maybe versus one but it's where they have like I watched one where it's just like they had five real gamers in a box and then one fake gamer and you have to ask questions and try to figure out who the mole is and who's faking it and then I also watch cut which is another production company that makes videos. Their most popular series is Lineup, um, which is what I mostly watched it for, but I feel like they've gotten less and less interesting with the Lineup stuff that I just, like, don't care as much about, but it's definitely something that you can, like, binge on and get, like, caught up in whatever other videos keep popping up in your suggested because you keep watching the videos. I know, that's, like, the thing with them is when you start watching the videos. That's how YouTube works. The the algorithm works. Um, I don't watch those that much, but if one pops up that I think sounds interesting, then I'll click on it. I'm not kidding. Jubilee especially, like, if I end up on their channel, like, I'm gonna be there for a <laughs> while. Alright. Um, do you have any other ones? Otherwise, I just have fitness YouTubers, but... That's all I had. Alright, so, I watch uh, two fitness YouTubers. I watch Whitney Simmons and Stephanie Buttermore. I don't watch all their videos. I feel like with Whitney, it tends to mostly be, like, her workout videos that I'm most interested in, and she posts, like, or, like, I'll watch Q&As, I guess, too. But if she does, like, a what, not, what I eat in a day, I'm like, I don't really care. Yeah. So. And Stephanie Buttermore, I've been, like, following her all-in journey, so I think that all of her stuff is kind of related to that, and so I'll watch the ones related to that, and they're pretty good. I actually, because Whitney Simmons, I feel like I used to watch her videos all the time, and then now I don't feel like I watch all of them by any means, but I'll watch them, like, every once in a while. I do think I've probably been watching pretty much all of Stephanie's videos, just because I think that since she's currently doing her all-in journey, I think that's cool to keep up to date with that and figure out how that's going for her. And yeah, I mean, I'm just kind of like, I used to really like watching Winnie Simmons workout videos, but then I'd be like, I'm not actually like doing these workouts. Maybe I should, but I like wasn't. And so I stopped watching her workout videos. Well, I think I like watching her workout videos, not necessarily because I, you know, do her workouts, but for some reason I just like, I like watching people work out, you know, I don't know why. But, like, when she posts, like, the random videos, I'm like, I don't really care, yeah. honestly. Like, I honestly could care less about, like, eating food videos. Like, I just do not yeah, care I don't about, watch like, what people are eating. In so, a day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I already know it's going to be, like, way more healthy than I'd be willing to eat. So I'm like, this is not Not willing me. to eat. I'm willing to eat healthy, but not those kinds of foods. Yeah. Like, you know, there's, there's certain foods like, that I'm going to like. avocado on toast with, like, <clears throat> your eggs to the yeah. side and a smoothie. That's just not me. I can't do that in the morning. All right. TV shows. All right. All-time favorite is Monk. So hold on. We have these 
categorized into different things because I like a lot of TV shows as well. Um, so we have our all-time favorites, which I would define as being things that you could see me just like, I've already watched this or I've watched a lot of this series and now I'm going to go back to it because it's just like something I like to have on. Like that's what I'm kind of like classifying as being mm-hmm. these types of TV shows. And then I have like random things that I've liked that I finished watching, like I thoroughly enjoyed, I would recommend it, but I don't go and like put these back on my TV when I'm bored. You know what I mean? So, all-time favorite, like Sierra said, is Monk, and we've probably talked about it before, but if you don't know what Monk is about, Monk is a detective show. It's based in San Francisco, California. Adrian Monk is like this private investigator. He's really persnickety. He's like germaphobic. He has a lot of fears, but he's also like super, super attentive to details and like he'll notice stuff that no one else does and I feel like you have to really get Monk and like his personality to like the show because like sometimes we watch it and our dad likes the show but he also if you watch too much of it he like sometimes. gets annoyed with Monk and like don't let all his habits stuff don't let it annoy you. you you have to like find the humor in it it's so, never annoyed me though so like yeah it's an issue it's never annoyed me but I feel like if you're the kind of person that, like, would get annoyed by a character doing that, then I guess like you might not like the things, show. like, adjusting things, because I'm pretty sure he has OCD, yeah. probably, to some extent. They gave him, like, everything. Pretty so. much. Or, like, he has a fear of everything. Like, I'm not trying to say, like, he has a fear of everything, where it's, like, that's the main part, a main part of the show, but, like, they'll it's just like, bring it up like randomly. It's, like, the funny details. That's, yeah. like, oh, he won't go to the crime scene, because it's, like, by a dumpster. So he's by his car, and he's, like, yelling out of his window. Yeah. That's a specific episode that I'm thinking of. Mm-hmm. Mr. Monk and the Miracle. And so, I I would also have included in my all-time favorites, Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. Here's what we were saying, though, because we've been talking about this. Grey's Anatomy needs to end. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, it's on its 16th season. Alex is leaving. Sorry if you didn't know that, but, like, it's been in the news. So, he's leaving. And it's... And it's just not the same anymore. And, like, not saying it, like, has to be the exact same, because, honestly, I look back to, like, the first few seasons. I hate those characters now. Yeah. Izzy, whole... No thanks. George, I'm sorry. Like, most people that watch Grey's Anatomy, like, they love George. They love Izzy. They love... Who else? I don't want to, like, do any spoilers if you're in the middle of catching up. So I'll leave it at, like, that and the main characters. And, like, everyone loves the original cast. And no. it's kind of like, I just don't... Like, now that I'm further in, if I were to go back and, like, rewatch older episodes... I don't think I, I would not enjoy it as much. But it's just kind of come to the time, or kind of come to a point where... The show has a plot, and it's moving forward. But, like, there's no purpose to yeah. it. It doesn't have to keep going. They just are like, let's renew it for another season. Yeah. Like, the only, once Alex is gone, there's only three original characters. Yeah. Which is kind of insane. Like, who would have guessed? Which I kind of am like, I'm saying this, and it's like, I really don't have a problem with the show right now. I think the plot's fine. I think it's something that they can continue moving along, and, like, you'll like, find why? interesting things going on. But at the same time, it is like, you're running like this person has already been with this person these relationships have already happened like how much more can you realistically keep doing they just keep bringing in more people (laughs) yeah so i'd be fine if they decided to end grace anatomy and try to end it on a high note because otherwise it's just going to have it's just going to keep dragging on and like what is the ending going to be eventually you know what i mean they should have ended it before derek died because like that show was like him and meredith like that was it sorry if you didn't know he died but like you should because that was really big news so Mm mm-hmm yeah, Grey's Anatomy, I love it, but, like, I'm, like, At the same time, you kind of are, like, we're over it. Yeah. A little bit. That's the only show that we are watching that still is going, isn't it? Or no. I have one that I think is also... Never mind. I have a couple that are still going. 
Okay. All right. Uh, next one I have written down is Psych. Love Psych. Did you have it written down? I didn't. I actually wrote about it. Um, If you are someone that likes Monk or try giving Monk a try and you want another show because this is what happened after me and Sierra finished watching Monk, we were like, there has to be another show like it. And, like, I think that's the first thing you figure out is, like, Monk and Psych <clears throat> are, like, counterparts to one another. But especially I watched like, Psych and we hated the first episode. Yeah. We were like, he's not even actually psychic? What's the point of this? Yeah. And then we somehow decided to give it another try and fell in love with it. Loved it, too. Um, essentially, that whole show is he... Again, as someone that's super attentive to details and like he notices stuff, but he it's finds like the information. Opposite of Monk, yeah. Also, he finds the information out by being so like attentive to details, and then he has convinced. He's got himself in this little like hole, I guess, of like convincing the police, the department. police department that he's a psychic, and that that's how he's finding out all this information because he's usually not getting the information in particularly legal ways. So, again, it's a funny, lighthearted show. It's not anything serious, but it is still kind of crime-related, and it's funny, which is, Monkey is funny, too, so that's why I like them, because it's not, like, too deep. It's a nice, easy watch. Fun, lighthearted crime shows. That's what we're about. Mm-hmm. And then, what else did I have? I thought I was going to say something else about Psych, but maybe not. Do you have, do you want to go with one that you have next? Uh, I had Scandal written down. Oh, my God, I forgot about Scandal. How can I forget? Literally? Chef's Kiss. Like, <laughs> such a good show. I watched it when I was already finished airing, so it was just on Netflix. And I think it ran for, like, the perfect amount of time. And I just have to say, season six, literally, like, an absolute masterpiece. Like, my favorite television, like, season to ever exist in any show ever. It started from, like, this really specific point, And then it just worked. I started, like, it, I don't know, it worked backwards or something? Yeah. Is that what it did? But then, like... It's so crazy because you'd think, like, oh, this happened this way. And then it would show, like, a completely different side to, like, what you mm-hmm. just watched. It was so mind-blowing. If you like being... It's kind of like whodunit, in a sense, for that season because you are trying to figure out the full story of what the beginning of the season starts with. And then you're getting more information as it goes on. Which sometimes I feel a little iffy about when stuff does that because... Like the jumping stuff? Yeah. It's like, I don't know. Sometimes I'm iffy about it, but they did it so well. And again, so what Scandal's about... Oops. Uh, it's basically about Olivia Pope is the main character, and she owns and runs... Pope and Associates? Pope and Associates, which essentially is, like, an agency that usually works they, closely like, with the government. as DC's, like, get-out-of-jail-free card or something. Yeah. Like, all of the politicians and bigwigs will go to her if they're in trouble with something so that she can help fix get their Get them problem. out of trouble. And, um, she's also having an affair with the president, so that's another big part of the another show. Another big part. And, like... There's just a lot of characters. A lot of them, like, maybe, you know, you think they're good, they're bad. You know, it's just... It's kind of like one of those classic political drama shows. So, very good. Um, my next one that I had written down is Law & Order SVU, which is one that I go in spurts of watching it where I'll be like, I haven't watched it in a while, but, like, when I do watch it, I'm kind of like, I forget how good yeah. Law & Order SVU is. Like, it is good. Um, obviously, since the shows and, like, episodes are heavier, you have to kind of... Definitely be more attentive to the episodes when you're watching them. But they have some good episodes, and it's just a little shift in pace of, like, I like the true crime episodes, but Monk and Psych kind of do it as a joke. And SVU, like, is that real, actual, like, not everything's a happy mm-hmm. ending scenario, and, like, this is how, the like, things are. You can kind of base, like, which one you want to watch off of your, like, attentiveness at yeah. the moment. Like, I think Psych and Monk are definitely stuff you can watch while you're doing other things, whereas, like, SVU Scandal... 
potentially Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. You have to be paying attention. And Grey's Anatomy is not, like, crime-related, but... It's my turn? Yeah. Forensic Files. That was my next one. Is my favorite true crime show to just, like, pop on the TV. I'll do it when I'm doing homework because it's, like... It's one of those shows where it's, like, you don't have to pay attention because, like, essentially all the episodes are, like, pretty much the same, you know? But... Like, I could watch one and literally have... It's just background noise, and I'm not even, like, watching what the episode is. Which sounds weird because you'd think, like, obviously if it's, like, a favorite show of yours, you should actually pay attention. And I do, like, sometimes, like, actually, like, sit and pay attention to it. But, again, it's just, like, a nice background show to put on. And... Especially because, like, I do I have watched episodes, too. Like, I sit down at night at my dad's house and mm -hmm. watch it. Like, we do know we like the show. It's just sometimes also, like, they're only 20-minute episodes on Netflix, so super easy to just put on and have it on repeat if you don't want to think about what you're watching. I have one more. I have one more I guess, regular one and yeah, then some Netflix ones. I forgot that I have my whole list of random stuff, too. All right, this one, again, I haven't watched in a while. It kind of, like, falls in the same category as SVU for me, but Criminal Minds is another show that I I had think a big spurt where I watched a <clears throat> lot of episodes, like, a few months ago. Yeah. So, really good show. It's just, again, more serious and, like, since it's the FBI instead of, like, New York City SVU, it's, like, they have, like, I feel like on Corona Minds, they have crazier cases. Like, yeah. the serial like, killer Like, it's almost stuff where you kind of have to be like, oh, my God. Mm -hmm. Like it's There's one episode of Corona Minds where after I watched it, I was kind of like, I couldn't, like, go on, like, I was, like, scared to, like, go on public because I was like, this could just happen. Do you, do you know what I'm talking about? The church one? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you guys... Or you know what I love? Shows that you can watch in any order. I would say Monk, Psych, Criminal Minds, Law & Order. Like, you can watch any episode yeah. and you're totally fine. Like, sure, there's, like, an overarching plot that's continuing, but usually that's just, like, a side thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't... I've like never for, watched... Like, for SVU, Olivia Benson and, like, her relationship... With her son. Like, with that... With her son yeah. or, like, with that one guy. I'm kind of like, who really cares? Like... Yeah. <laughs> but... Especially, like, I would recommend watching them in order the first time through, but then, like, after... I mean, Criminal Minds, I haven't watched in order. SVU, I haven't watched in order. Mm -hmm. But, like, Monk, I would say watch in order because it just makes the most sense. And there's probably, like, a little more that, like, it has to do with... Like, I feel like there's more plot in that that, like, continues on to the next episode than there is in, like, SVU and Criminal Minds. Mm -hmm. I have actually a pretty decent list of... Like, on, like, the random stuff that I've liked, so... Hold on. I have one more random one. Shark Tank. Random one? Yeah. I haven't even gotten to my random ones yet. Are you talking about, like, all-time faves? I don't know. Just, like... I mean, I have a whole bunch of shows well, I have just, like, the only... I just mean, like, <clears throat> the rest are my Netflix ones. Okay. So, Shark Tank is probably, like, mostly, like, the only reality TV I watch. I don't know if you consider that reality TV. I don't know what else you'd call it. But... I'll just turn it on sometimes if we're making dinner, turn on the TV. If you don't know what it is. <laughs> Shark Tank is, essentially, there's a group of investors called Sharks, and people come in, pitch their business or their bread idea, and see if the Sharks will invest in it. Just a fun show to watch if you want to see some new inventions or something, or businesses, or see if they're feeling or see if they're successful, because I always like to look up if they're still in business or not. Okay, so I, I think most of this stuff is stuff I've discovered because of Netflix, and that's where I do most of my binging and stuff. So a lot of these might be Netflix originals. So I have actually a pretty decent list. So the first thing I have for these TV shows is Nailed It. I don't know why oh, that yeah. came to my mind. But uh, Nailed It is just like one of those kind of pointless shows. So it's basically like a baking competition where these super inexperienced amateur 
bakers come on the show and like are competing to do these Pinterest worthy challenges and then essentially the best baker wins but the best baker is still not a good baker but it's just a super entertaining show and you're kind of like they get to have like they're challenged to do these like super intricate things and they just absolutely cannot and so it's a fun show I've always wondered how do they pick contestants where it's like they love baking but they suck at it yeah like it seems like a very fine line of like how bad do you have to be what if you are decent at it Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, my guess is that they just want the bad people so um, so I just have you, Netflix, obviously, that was a big one. I think every, a lot of people have seen that. But I really like it. I think it's such a fun concept, and it's so weird. what it is? We're so bad at this, guys. We're, like, giving you our recommendations and then Assuming not saying you know what it is. I do think there's is. a good chance you have heard most of these, but if you haven't, I apologize. So, you is, essentially, each season, it appears, uh, there's this serial killer kind of, I guess. It's hard to, like, call him a serial killer because you don't feel like he is, but, but he, he is. is. Um, and he falls in love with a girl each season, and he's, like, trying to, like, do all these things to, like, woo her. He, like, ends up stalking her usually, and, like, she just thinks all these weird coincidences are happening. She's like, oh, my God, what are you doing here? That kind of thing. And he, like, ends up killing people. For the like, sake of trying to maintain this relationship. But then internally he's, he's like, no, I, like, didn't mean to do that. Like, He's a very internal fight with himself of, like, I'm not a bad person. Like, I didn't mean to kill him. Or, like, I had to kill them to do what was right. He, like, tries to justify being, like, everything I'm doing is for the girl that I love. Um, so it's really, like, an interesting t- inter- interesting take because just from, like, the outside, if you'd be like, this guy kills, like, 20 million people. Not really, but, you know, he kills a lot of people. And you're <laughs> like, how can you root for him? But you do end up rooting for him because he's the protagonist. And they write it like that. Mm-hmm. And... Also, weird side thought, I tried watching Dexter because it's kind of like the same thing because, like, he's also a killer. I could not get into it. I did not finish the first episode. So. Okay. I wanted to give a quick overall shout out to Netflix docuseries because I usually, if there's a famous one or popular one that people are watching, I will usually give it a shot and I usually end up liking most of them. Um, I recently watched the Aaron Hernandez docuseries. I liked it. It was good. Uh, I tried watching The Pharmacist, which I don't know how many episodes there is, but I finished the first two, and I think it's good, but I kind of, like, trailed off watching that, so I haven't finished it. Um, The Pharmacist is about a pharmacist whose son was killed during a drug deal, and so it's kind of talking about, like, the opioid crisis. And then years ago, when Making a Murder came out, that which I think was one of Netflix's first docuseries, I watched that, which it took a while because that was, like, 10 to 13 episodes, but... I thoroughly enjoyed that when it came out, uh, just because it's interesting to have a different perspective on stuff like that, even though I don't fully know if I'm, like, am rooting for them to get out of Every jail because there's a lot of... is made with a bias. Yeah, but it's certainly entertaining. And then also, also recently, this was, like, docu-series that was, like, three episodes, but they were each, like, an hour and a half. Don't F with Cats. I really like really that screwed docu-series. Me up. I was like, how have I never heard of this? Yeah. Which I know a lot of people, like, even the ending is kind of like... Oh, we gave him the fame that he wanted, but I had never heard of it. Yeah. For that case. So that's a good one, too, if you... I mean, I just kind of like... Those are the ones I thought of, but I do tend to like a lot of Netflix's documentaries or docuseries. All right, I just have two more series. So, Stranger Things. Obviously, a lot of people know about this. It's essentially about... I don't even like know how to describe it. Like, they're in Indiana. I don't know how to describe it either. In, is it the 70s or 80s or something? And there's these group of kids... One of them has powers. There's, they, like, honestly, supernatural you know things. Is. Like, yeah. You know? 
If you haven't seen it, give it a shot. Megan and I started watching the first episode, and we didn't like it. And we, like, barely made it in. Like, ten minutes in, and I was like, no thanks. But I would say, like, give it a shot. It actually ends up being really good. And season three was by far my favorite season. But some people disagree. Mm -hmm. Um, Season two, I honestly can't remember that much, but I know when I was watching it, I did thoroughly enjoy it. So I think that you guys would like it, too. And it's got the hype for a reason. I have five more. Um, I'll kind of try and go through them. How do you have one more? Next one I have written down is Tiny House Nation. Um, This is a series that they just talk, like, they build tiny houses. And I have this weird, not obsession with tiny houses, but I definitely am, like, intrigued by them. And I like seeing how they configure the houses to have all the different things that houses need. Uh, I do think that the episodes are, like, 45 minutes. And they could definitely condense it down into, like, 20 minutes because I usually am, like, skipping through the episode just to, like, see the house at the end. But nonetheless, I did watch all the episodes. And then it came out with a new season, and then I watched it again. So I like it. You want to keep going or do you want to do my last one? Sure. Um, My last one has 13 reasons why. It's just, like, every season that they come out with, I get excited to watch it. I binge it all. I know there's, like, a lot of controversy around it. Not everyone loves it. But I... Some people think it has a bad message. To be honest, out of everything that's been released and everything that's made made into a TV show, I feel like 13 Reasons Why doesn't really break any new ground with being, like... Triggering. Triggering. You know what I'm I mean? I'm not going to say, like, I personally, like, wouldn't have anything to get triggered by for this series. So, like, that's why I had no problems with it. Obviously, it's, like, up to each person to figure out whether or not they can handle it. But you know what the series is about. So yeah. you should be able to make that decision before watching it, I feel like. Um, I will say the second season was way more confusing than the first season because they did a lot of, like, jumping back and forth. And the coloring was weird because they had to yeah. make it weird. Because, like, the first season, you would know it's, like, the past or the future because of, like, Clay's forehead because he falls. And so this season, they just, like, changed the coloring. And they and did a little weird. bit it was, too much. Yeah. Um, I have Designated Survivor. Oh, yeah. It's kind of like Scandal. Stop after a little the second bit. season. Uh, Netflix bought it for the third season, and, like, the vibe just changed. It's not very good. First and second season, though, very good. What's it about, though? It's about... I was just going to say that. Um, so in the very first episode, this will not be, like... This is not... A spoiler. A spoiler. Um, they have a Designated Survivor from the President's Cabinet. Yes. <clears throat> and so, during the State of the Union, when so many important people are at one place, they have a designated survivor, where if something were to happen, then they have someone that could, like, take over being president. And that's what happens. Like, State of the Union gets bombed. All the people that were in line before this guy are killed. And so, he is now in charge, and he was, like, so far down the line that he, like, was not realistically ever going to become president, but now he is. And... A lot of the first season is trying to figure out Season one who, is the best just because it's, like, that main like conflict is, like, who bombed the Capitol, and it's them figuring it out. So, like, that's why that's so good. It probably, honestly, like, some, don't you think sometimes people should just make a show that's, like, one season? That's why and, like, so that's many Netflix it. shows do so well. Even though then usually if the first season did well, they do renew for a second season. But I think that most shows, like, they come to fruition with that main conflict. Like, this is why the show even needs to exist. And then you resolve that. And then you have to find, like, a new way for the show to keep existing. Like, Riverdale, for example. I have that written down for Riverdale at first because that was probably one of the best seasons I've ever seen for Series 2. Like, the first season. I binge-watched it, like, so fast. And now it just seems like a little kid's show. Not to say it's not for teenagers, but, like, 
The first season so was like now. dense and like full of actual purpose and mystery and problem solving. And now it just seems like cringy. And I know that like I'm not alone in saying this. It's probably most people's opinion. So I don't watch it anymore. I actually like made the decision like midway through the second season to be like, I have to be done. I have to stop watching it. Or no, um, it was the third season. Yeah. The gargoyles and stuff, you know. Ugh. See, I'm not saying that and you guys are like, what? Exactly. Don't watch it. Except for the first season. Watch the first season, but then, you know, you're probably going to want to stop after that. Uh, And then I have one more on here, and that's The Circle, which is also a new thing on Netflix. It's rather new. And I thought it was interesting just because the concept was something that is pretty new. And now I'm like, I've seen a... I'll explain it, and then I'll explain what I was going to say. So it's a reality show on Netflix where it's about trying to become, like, who can influence the most in this group of people that have never met before but none of them actually meet in person they're all just like communicating over this fake social media platform and then eventually people get booted out and then the winner wins a hundred thousand dollars and some people choose to catfish and like use different pictures and kind of take on a different persona if they think that that's more likely to help them win the challenge and I just think it's interesting because you see if people are going to act like themselves or not and then like when people are booted out then they can go visit one person like in real life even though no one like has seen that person before and then eventually like once they actually do leave they leave a video message so everyone gets to know if it was like real or not and then at the end they have like the final people that are still in have like a dinner party that they meet at and then the one that ended up being like the most popular because they rank each of them um wins and so I really liked it. It was good. I just saw a trailer, which I probably won't watch the show, I don't think, but I thought it was interesting. Uh, Netflix is going to release, like, a dating thing that's similar to that where you don't meet who you're going to marry in real life, but, like, you're supposed oh. to get, like, get married. Have you seen that trailer? No, I haven't. It's love it. It's probably called Love at First Sight or something. Or, like, Love is Blind. I don't know. Something like that. There's a show that. Married at First Sight already, so it's <clears> I think it's called that. Love is Blind, and that's going to come out on Valentine's Day, I think. Weird. But it's, like, that same concept where these people aren't meeting in real life. Like, they're meeting through a computer, it seems like. I don't know the timeline of this show because the trailer doesn't say. But it's going to be like that. So yeah, that was all I had that. for my TV shows. Hopefully you guys enjoyed listening to us talk about some of our favorites. I'm sorry if we, like, talk over each other. It's just, like, we re- get really excited about this stuff. Mm-hmm. And so there's probably a lot of us jumping in and I try to keep it to a minimum when I realize I'm doing it, but... Um, hopefully you guys enjoyed if you watch any of this stuff or listen to any of the stuff that we also listen to or if you give it a try and you enjoy it or you hate it let us know we're gonna post an instagram probably related to this episode and that's where you can leave a comment make sure you guys rate this podcast um leave a review on itunes and we'll talk to you guys next week Bye. bye